Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. So how are you to do? How are you doing today, Mason? Yeah, it's been a while, Matthew, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm doing fantastic today. Just ready for two more contestants. Well, fantastic. Let's meet those contestants. First, we have Amanda. Hi, guys. I'm Amanda, and I've been preparing for this moment all day. I actually just came from having some high tea with some friends, and I had a tea that was called the Prince Harry and Meghan wedding tea. Mm. How was it? It was okay. okay. I mean, it got better as I was drinking it, I think. That's interesting that you have that had that tea because, well, anyway, you'll see later in the show. And we also have Emma. Hi, uh, my name is Emma, and today I'm drinking Earl Grey. Very good. A classic. <laughs> Always classic. a good choice. You can't go wrong with Earl Grey. No, you really can't. Also the morning here, so it's like nice. Yeah, helps you wake up. Yeah, the caffeine. Yeah. Well, thank you both for being here today. As with all of our shows, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Mason will explain the rules for round one. Round one, that is our first general knowledge round. Uh, each contestant will get five questions that are worth 10 points each. All righty. Amanda, are you ready for your five questions? Let's do it. Question one. What is the chemical symbol for the element tin? A, T, A, B, E, U, or C, S, N? I feel like this is a trick question that's one of those elements that the abbreviation isn't actually like obvious. So I'm going to go with C. That's correct. S, N. TA is tantalum and EU is europium. Question two. In 1983, the Ralston Purina Company attempted to sell the NHL's St. Louis Blues to Bill Hunter, who intended the, to move the team to what Saskatchewan city? A. Saskatoon, B. Regina, or C. Swift Current? These all sound like they could be plausible. Also, I know absolutely nothing about hockey, so I'm sorry to all the hockey fans out there. I'm going to go with A. That's correct. Saskatoon. The NHL swiftly blocked the move due to protests from fans, players, management, and other owners. But I'm glad the uh, Saskatchewan knowledge is, is uh, good in this episode. Question three. In 2015, Stephen Colbert began his tenure as the host of The Late Show on CBS, having succeeded what comedian in that role? A, Jay Leno, B, Conan O'Brien, or C, David Letterman? I believe it's Jay Leno. No. Darn it. It was actually David Letterman. Jay Leno hosted The Tonight Show on NBC, and he was succeeded by Jimmy Fallon in 2014. Conan had a brief stint as The Tonight Show host in 2009 and 2010. Question four. Since 1975, Peru has had three official languages, Spanish, Aymara, and what other indigenous language, the lingua franca of the Incan, of the Incan Empire, and the most widely spoken pre-Columbian language from the Americas? A. Mapuche, B. Quechua, or C. Guarani? 
a literal shot in the dark because I unfortunately do not know a lot about Peru. Um, that should go on my list of things to learn about. Um, but we're just going to say A. It was actually B, Quechua. The language boasts around 8 to 10 million speakers spread across the Andes, with the majority of speakers residing in Peru, Ecuador, and Bolivia. And finally, question five. The ceremonial golden spike completing the first transcontinental railroad was hammered into the ground in Promontory Point in what state? A, Utah, B, Nevada, or C, California? Um, it's the Transcontinental um, Railroad. That's correct. So, California. No, this is a bit of a trick <laughs> question as well. It's actually Utah um, because they were connecting two different railroads that were being built from either end of the country and they connected in Promontory Point. And the two railroads were the Central Pacific and the Union Pacific Railroads. All righty, Emma, are you ready for your five questions? Ready, I am. Okay, question one. Which of the following jobs did Thomas Jefferson not have? A, Vice President of the United States, B, Founder of the College of William and Mary, or C, Secretary of State? Oh my, American history, oh no. Um, why do I feel like, is it, is it A, Vice President? No, he was Vice President. Um, he was not the founder of the College of yeah. William and Mary. I was going to guess that because I feel like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well. He, <laughs> he founded the University of Virginia um, instead. Um, I believe he attended William and Mary, though. Um, and he was president of the United States, vice president, secretary of state, ambassador to France, governor of Virginia, delegate to the Continental Congress, and author of the, the Declaration of Independence and the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom. Yeah, Emma, did you even watch Hamilton? Seriously. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't watch Hamilton. Um, yeah, that's a lot of jobs. Yeah, he was a busy man. Busy man, <laughs> yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Alrighty, question two. What English writer wrote the world's longest running play, The Mousetrap? A, Charles Dickens, B, Oscar Wilde, or C, Agatha Christie? Is it B, Oscar Wilde? No, it was actually Agatha Christie. And the play ran on the West End from 1952 to 2020. Question three. At which South Carolina fort were the first shots of the Civil War fired? A, Fort Sumter, B, Fort Moultrie, or C, Fort Wagner? Oh, I, I knew this at some point in my life. I definitely learned this in, in third grade history, actually. And I, I'm going to take a guess, though, now, because I am not in third grade South Carolina history uh, any longer. Wait, what were, the, what were the three? Fort Sumter, Fort Moultrie, Fort Wagner. This is really hard, actually. I want to say it's B, Fort Moultrie. It's actually Fort Sumter. Uh, and this event took place on April 12th, 1861. The Confederates were successful in taking the fort from the Union troops occupying it. Um, I believe the Union troops had been at Fort Moultrie uh, the previous December. And then when South Carolina seceded, they moved over to Fort Sumter. Cool. I was I was just like, which one had the 
where everything burned down. Because they talk about that a lot. How like Mason, do you did did, did Sumter burn down? Um, the whole state like burned down during the oh, Civil that was, War. Well, we, that was later. Okay, though. so yeah. Sumter somewhat burned down. Like parts of some, the fort was like. Uh, however, I should mention that Sumter's that Sumter was an operational fort for most of the Civil War under Confederate control, and then when the Union retook it. Uh, more portions of the fort kind of fell apart until eventually by the end of the war, the, the fort was kind of not really much of a fort anymore. And it was more like a pile of rubble. Although nowadays it's been pretty much entirely rebuilt and restored to sort of the way it was in like the 1860s. But during the civil war, it had various portions of it were constantly falling apart. There you go. I believe it. <laughs> Question four. Yellowstone National Park borders what other national park to the north? A, the Badlands National Park, B, Grand Teton National Park, or C, Glacier National Park? I'm guessing again. Let's say C, Glacier National Park. No, it's actually the uh, Grand, <laughs> Grand Teton National Park. Glacier, Fantastic. Yeah, Glacier is Doing a couple, really couple hundred miles north of that in uh, uh, Montana. The Badlands is in South Dakota, and Grand Teton is in Wyoming. South of Yellowstone. And finally, question five. In 2019, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson was ridiculed on Twitter after he compared himself to what superhero? A, Superman, B, Batman, or C, the Hulk? (laughs) This feels like a joke. I I don't... This this actually happened. I I know it did. I, I don't... I don't know, but Batman is hilarious to me. So no, but I can't guess Batman. Can I guess Batman? I don't know. <laughs> I want to say I want to say it's the the Hulk, but I think that Batman would be the funniest thing. I think. But your answer is the Hulk. My answer is the Hulk. Yeah. Okay, that's correct. It was the Hulk. He was comparing the UK's struggles to exit the EU, saying, "Quote." The matter Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets. Actor Mark Ruffalo, who played the Hulk in Marvel's Cinematic Universe, hit back, saying, quote, Boris Johnson forgets that the Hulk only fights for the good of the whole. Mad and strong can also be dense and destructive. The Hulk works best when he is in unison with a team and a disaster when he is alone. Fascinating. Yeah. It would have been very funny if it was Batman, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, maybe next year. Maybe next year he'll compare himself to Batman. That would be exciting. Yeah. Gets a new car. (laughs) And it would be more exciting trivia questions that we could write for the show. Like it's a win for everybody. It is a win. Yeah. Every once in a while, we we need the news fairy to come and give us some more questions before we run out of ideas. Well, that's the end of round one. So Mason, can you please give us a score update? So after that, uh, Blazing hot start from both of our contestants. Uh, we had, we we had, <laughs> we. <laughs> um, so uh, um, Amanda leads by a score of twenty to ten over Emma. Things okay. aren't looking good if the scorekeeper is openly laughing at you. <laughs> Couldn't even get through the sentence. <laughs> Thank you.
It's time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week our question was, in what state did the amusement park industry successfully lobby the state government to mandate that schools not start until after Labor Day so as to give families one more weekend to visit amusement parks? And the answer, much to my chagrin, is the Commonwealth of Virginia. In the state, this is commonly known as the King's Dominion Law, because King's Dominion is a big amusement park uh, down by Richmond. And it prevented us from starting school before Labor Day. And it was finally repealed in 2019. And now the district that I attended growing up starts in late August. So, sorry, King's Dominion. Alrighty, for this week, our question is, the westernmost point of the eastern time zone is located in which state. So have a think about that. Send me your answers and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So Mason, can you please explain the rules? All right. So round two is a directed round. Each contestant will receive five questions on the same topic. Uh, Each question is worth 20 points. However, if a contestant gets the question wrong, the opponent can get the question right for 10. Alrighty. Amanda, you are going to get questions on a very famous birthday for September 15th, which is the date that this podcast is being released. I swear we did not coordinate it. Your famous person is Prince Harry, who was oh born my goodness. Who was born September 15th, 1984. I can't wait to get none of these questions correct. Okay. Well, I think you might get a couple of them correct. We'll see. Question one. Prince Harry is the son of Prince Charles and Princess Diana and the younger brother of what prince who is second in line to the British throne? That is Prince William. That's correct. Harry was third in line when he was born, and now he is sixth in line because William has had three children. Question two. Among the organizations Harry gives patronage to is what international sporting event for wounded, sick, and injured servicemen and women? Um... I can't even think of a single sporting event that's not like the Olympics, (laughs) but I can't think of anything that's not um, for like well-abled people besides the Paralympics. And that's, I don't think that's it. So pass. It's not the Paralympics. It's not the Paralympics. Um, Yeah. This is a bit of a deeper cut, but we'll see. Emma. I I really have no idea at all. I I don't know what okay. international event would be. Do, so it gives money to it, or do they play in it? That's the he, he um he supports it, and I think he's he somewhat founded it too. Is my understanding? Yeah, Mason is nodding his head in agreement. I don't know. You, you know what it is, World Mason. Cup? I don't no. know. That's the only sporting event that I know. Yeah, it's not. Uh, Mason, do you know what it is? I believe it is the Invictus Games. That's correct. The event has been held four times and will be held a fifth time next year in The Hague, Netherlands. Question three. In 2018, Prince Harry married what American actress in a ceremony at St. George's Chapel, Windsor Castle? Meghan Markle. That's correct. The couple have two children, Archie and Lilibet. Question four. The morning of the wedding, the queen granted Prince Harry what title, which he uses at official functions? My favorite son. Mm. I actually have no idea. (laughs) No. No. Um, Emma? 
What's his title at events? Wait, what? What's his official title? The Duke of um, something. I forget which one. He's the Duke of... Oh, I knew this. Oh, no. It's the Duke of... I don't know. I'm sorry. He's the Duke of Sussex. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. And he retains this title, um, but he no longer uses HRH, his Royal Highness, uh, since he and Meghan announced they were stepping away from royal family engagements a couple years ago. And finally, question five. In March 2021, Harry and Meghan gave a bombshell interview with what TV personality in which the couple critiqued the monarchy as an institution? Oprah Winfrey. That's correct. Among the claims included racist remarks regarding the skin color of their son, Archie, since Megan is of mixed race. Alrighty, Emma, you are going to get questions about a famous singer who was born on September 8th, 1979. I will not reveal her stage name yet because that's one of the questions, but her birth name is Alicia Beth Moore. So are you ready? Sure. <laughs> okay. Question one. Alicia Beth Moore is known professionally by what color-coded name? Color-coded name. I I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Am Amanda? I, too, have no idea. I'm trying to think of any artists that have a color, and I'm drawing a blank. Oh, oh, it's pink. It's pink. Well, yeah. you're round past Emma, so... <laughs> I, I think we can get I think we can give it to Emma because there was no there were there were no guesses made. Wow, I'm sensing a little I, bit of bias happening right now. What what Whoa. do you think, Mason? What what do you think? Well, Amanda didn't officially register a guess, and Emma also did not officially <laughs> register a guess. So therefore, I I think Emma has to get the points here. Okay. Yeah. That's I can't what, believe this is happening right now. This is an outrage. Absolute outrage <laughs> in the Zoom room. Yes, Alicia Beth Moore is known professionally as Pink. And among the origins for her name was the character Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs, whom her friends and her agreed she resembled. Question two. Pink grew up in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and began performing in clubs in what nearby city at age 14? Philadelphia. <laughs> That's correct. Okay, yes. cool. Question three. In 2001, what song in a collaboration with Christina Aguilera, Maya, and Little Kim for the soundtrack of Moulin Rouge became Pink's first number one hit? I'm trying to think what's in Moulin Rouge. Okay, this one I don't, I, I don't remember this one. Okay. Amanda? So Amanda. I believe it's Lady Marmalade. That's correct. Originally, the song was recorded by the group LaBelle in 1974. Um, but the remake won the Grammy Award for Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals. Question four. Pink's first number one album, The Truth About Love, spawned what 2013 single about the desire to hold on to a relationship even when it's breaking down? Not a clue. <laughs> Not okay. a clue, but I okay. feel like she, I feel like this is the one of the ones that she performs like with aerial silks for sure quite possibly quite possibly okay. i i am not 
familiar with um, Pink's oeuvre, um, but uh, from what little I know about uh, her performances, that's that's perhaps not surprising. Uh, Amanda, do you know? I just think that my timeline is off because I think this came out way later than 2013, but the only song I think of is Just Give Me a Reason. That's correct. Oh, no way. Um, yep, you're correct. It spent three weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2013. I did not know that that came out in 2013. I thought that was like 2016. Yeah, I would have guessed like 2017, maybe. That's yeah, crazy. I thought that was much later. So I was like, okay, it can't be that. Learn yeah. something new every day. I guess so. That, and that's what we're all about here at Trivia Over Tea is just passing more knowledge around to everybody, whether it's about pink or the Anne of Cleves or, you know. I can see that slogan or, on your t-shirts now. Yeah. Finally, question five. Another of Pink's number one hits was what 2008 song from the album Funhouse, in which the lyrics were inspired by her recent separation from her husband, Carrie Hart. Is that the one where it's like uh, some someone call a doctor? Uh, uh, I think that's a Katy Perry song, M. Really? Are you serious? <laughs> Wow. Okay, so then I don't know. Okay. Amanda. So what? That's correct. Oh, no! <laughs> I take back my outrage about Emma getting the first question. So I, I rescind <laughs> that. Yeah, you've, you've made up for it. Um, Pink and Hart never divorced. They got back together in 2009 and are still together. Well, that's the end of round two. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? Amanda got 90 points and Emma got 40. And so the current score is Amanda 110 to Emma's 50. But, you know, still anyone's game. All righty. Now it is time for round three. So, Mason, can you please explain the rules? Happily. So round three is our second general knowledge round. Questions are now worth 30 points. Uh, however, if you get it wrong, then your opponent will be able to attempt to get it right for 15. Amanda, are you ready for your five questions? I'm a little nervous, but let's do it. Okay. Question one, how many primary interstate highways does the Baltimore Beltway intersect? Okay, I knew there was going to be interstate highway question, and I was like, you know, maybe I should glance at this. I don't think that did me any good. If if you if you read the um, contestant information sheet, which I I so I updated the contestant information sheet in the last week, um, and which I attached to the email that I sent out, um, and actually I added a line because this has now come up numerous times over the course of many different episodes. Um, people have been like, oh, I thought about looking at a map. I actually explicitly state now in the contest information sheet that it may be a very good idea for one to glance at a map, um, particularly of an area in which you currently or have previously resided, as I tend to point those questions in that general vicinity. So just, just so everybody's aware, it is now officially in the contest information sheet. So Matthew is calling me out right now for not reading the contestant A information sheet. Yes. Whoops. Um, all right. <laughs> We're going to say four. No. Emma? How many intersect? 
how many primary interstate highways? So one or two digit. Um, two. It's actually three. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I-70, I-83, and I-95. Wait a second. I may have gotten that wrong. One second. I need to look at Ooh, the drama wait, on Trivia I'm, Over Team, I, wait, guys. I may Hold have messed your this up. Now that, I, now that I say it, I think I messed Hold it up. I messed it up. Your I'm pretty sure. Let this me look at first. this. This is the first. Matthew Yeah, no, I did. Um, Amanda, you're correct, actually. It is four. I no way. I-97 also intersects. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. My bad. This Sorry, is the Emma. most exciting day of my life. Yeah, I'm going to get ridiculed for this, but it is, in fact, four. Yes. So I will I will repeat the correct answers. I-95, I-97, I-83, and I-70. Question two. The bitterroot is the state flower of what large U.S. state that borders Canada and was once home of the Copper Kings? Okay, borders Canada. I'm going to guess Montana. That's correct. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job. Question three. George Orwell, the author of 1984 and Animal Farm, also wrote Homage to Catalonia, a memoir recounting his experiences fighting for the Republicans in what country's civil war? Um, good question. Um, I'm looking forward to learning the answer to this, but I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Republic of Congo. No. Emma? <laughs> That's what I was going to guess, actually. So now I'm, now I'm a little, I'm a little messed up here. So the question, the Republic. Do, do, do you want me to, do you want me to repeat the question? That would be awesome. I mean, George Orwell, the author of 1984 and Animal Farm also wrote homage to Catalonia a memoir recounting his experiences fighting for the Republicans in what country's civil war? What countries had civil wars? Um, I feel like it's South American for some reason. Uh, so I'm going to take a big old wide guess. I'm going to say Brazil. Um, neither of you are on the right continent. Um, uh, homage to Catalonia should have been a big hint. Um, Mason, this was your question. Do you want to take it? Yeah, Catalonia, the region of Spain. Yeah, he fought in the Spanish Civil War for the Republicans. Uh, he was in Spain from December of 36 until July 1937, leaving after the Soviets began persecuting the militia he was fighting with. Question four. What is the largest landlocked country in the world? Largest land locked country i'm going to say i'm thinking if i talk really slowly that'll buy me more time to think that's um, a strategy yeah i mean i don't think it's gonna work but okay i think the answer is dang, i don't even know if this is landlocked so this is really embarrassing but i'm gonna say <laughs> china <laughs> I don't even think it's landlocked. Not landlocked. No. <laughs> There's a really, really long coastline. Um, yeah, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emma? I don't even know what countries are landlocked, to be quite honest. Um, so I'm just going to think of one that's landlocked now. 
Uh, <laughs> that is gonna be. <laughs> what if I say Brazil again? No. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna guess Poland. Also not landlocked. Um, <laughs> I love that. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan has a land area of 1.05 million square miles. And finally, question five. What American dramatic soprano, a graduate of Harvard University and whose voice was described as a, quote, mansion of sound, became associated with roles like Wagner's Zieglinde and performed at major events like presidential inaugurations, as well as the 1996 Summer Olympics opening ceremony? Interesting. Um, I don't know where the singer graduated from, but the only name that comes to mind right now is Christine Gerke. No, it's a little before Christine Gerke. Uh, Emma? Which Olympics did she sing at? 1996. 1996. I'm trying to think of singers that were alive then. Um, there are a couple that I'm like, they're definitely not. So American singer? American, yeah. Um, Beverly Sills? I don't know. No, this is Jesse Norman. She's definitely dead. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Norman. A lot of sense, actually. Fantastic. Yeah, and she also performed at inaugurations of Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton. Emma, are you ready for your five questions? I am so ready. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway begins in Florence, South Carolina, runs the length of the state, then continues west all the way to I-10 in western Texas. Is it I-20? It is I-20. Yes. It runs 1,539 miles. Really, I'm a red the packet. You get stuck in Georgia for like seven hours yeah. <laughs> on I-20. Yeah, because you have to get through Atlanta, and that sucks. Yeah, and Augusta, which is yeah. nearly as bad. Um, later, later on, it actually goes through the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. It goes all the way across. So it's a, it's a, can be a rough ride at times on I-20. Question two: The rhododendron is the state flower of what eastern state that primarily lies in the Appalachian Mountains? Is it Tennessee? No. Amanda. Is it New Hampshire? No. It is the mountain state, West Virginia. Question three. What is the name of Beethoven's only opera? Oh, Fidelio. That's correct. It originally premiered in 1805, but was subsequently revised and shortened by Beethoven and his librettist, Georg Friedrich Treitschke. The final version premiered in 1814. Question four. On September 4th, 2006, a series of stingray barbs killed what colorful Australian zookeeper who was known for wrestling crocodiles? And the crocodile hunter, Steve, uh, Steve Irwin. That's correct. Yeah. And his family still um, owns and operates the Australian Zoo yes. in Queensland. Did you have something else to say? No, his daughter was on Dancing with the Stars, though. Bindi. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was. Yeah. She was on Dancing with the Stars pretty recently. I think she had a kid like in the last year or something. She did. She had a baby in the past year. And then she also, she also, when she was a kid, when he was still alive, I think she had her own nature show like him, which was very cute. Cool. Question five. What Venetian merchant traveled the Silk Road to China with his father and uncle 
and then went on diplomatic missions as Kublai Khan's foreign emissary. You that felt like gibberish to me. I have no <laughs> idea what that could have been. I don't know where any of those places are. What what they no, not a clue. No thoughts behind these eyes, if you will. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to repeat the question again? Yes, please. Okay. What Venetian merchant traveled the Silk Road to China with his father and uncle and then went on diplomatic missions as Kublai Khan's foreign emissary? I don't know a single Venetian merchant, and I don't know what Kublai Khan is. So I'm... <laughs> um. I don't know, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> no. I'm I'm totally kidding. I have no idea what it is. Skip skip me. Dude, please. my guess is about to be just as dumb and I'm going to say Marco Polo. <laughs> the answer is Marco Polo. Are you shut <laughs> up? <laughs> no way. There's only Big one guess. There's only one Venetian merchant that you need to know and it's Marco Polo. Uh, at age 17, Polo left home and did not return to Venice for 24 years as he was traveling around Asia. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Mason, what's the score? And, ju and just to clarify, I, um, Kublai Khan, and you may not know who that is, but he's actually the descendant of one Genghis Khan, who I'm sure you are familiar with. So I know the Genghis Grill, which is a restaurant. Well... Indeed, that is also named after Genghis Khan. That is true. All right. So in that round, uh, Emma got 90 points while Amanda got 75. So the score has tightened a bit. Uh, Amanda only leads 185 to 140 now. So, you know, in this final round, it's very much still anyone's game. Alrighty, now it is time for round four. So, Mason, can you please tell us the rules? All right, so round four, it's our showdown. So both contestants will write down or make noted their answer to the same question at the same time. Um, the questions here are worth 40 points. And yeah, it could really swing the game either way. Okay, Emma, Amanda, are you ready? Ready. Alrighty. Question one. On September 15th, 1952, the Braves franchise played their final game in Boston before relocating to what city? Kansas City. I didn't tell you to reveal your answer yet. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I thought we were just going whenever. <laughs> no, um, is, is that your answer? Yeah. Okay, Amanda. Um, um, Emma, sorry. What's your answer? It's Atlanta, right? So this is a bit of a trick question. They are currently in Atlanta, but from 1953 to 65, they were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, and while they were in Milwaukee, that is when uh, Henry Aaron, who eventually became the home run king until Barry Bonds broke his record, um, joined the team. Also, another fun little trivia fact about them, one of the, a super fan of the Milwaukee Braves, a man by the name of Bud Selig, who owned a drugstore, actually, um, when they left town in 63, he went out and bought the Seattle Pilots in 67 and moved them to Milwaukee, and now they're the Milwaukee Brewers. There you go. And now, well, and then Bud Selig was the commissioner of baseball, but he's no longer. Is, is he dead? He was really old. 
I don't know if he's dead. That's not important right now. Question two. On September 8th, 1664, the Dutch surrendered New Amsterdam to the British, which was renamed what? Do we have answers, guesses? Amanda? I don't want to be yelled at again, so okay. I will wait. <laughs> what is your answer? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Holland? <laughs> Emma? Is it Finland? <laughs> um, no. Um, no, uh, New Amsterdam uh, was the capital of their British colony, or the, of, the, of the Dutch colony in North America. And when the British took it over, they renamed it New York City. We were on the whole different continent. Oh, we yep. went far off the deep. That was really far off. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. So, yeah, we've learned that, that uh, geography is not the strength for either of you. New York City was the answer. Finally, question three. Umberto II, whose reign ended when the monarchy was abolished in 1946, was the last king of what country? Do we have answers? Guesses? Amanda, what is your answer? I'm going to say Spain. Emma? Portugal. Well, you're both at least a little bit closer um, than you have been in the past. Uh, he was the last king of Italy. He only reigned a month uh, since his father, Victor Emmanuel, abdicated in favor of him in hopes of saving the monarchy. However, a national referendum um, held on June 2nd, 1946, um, Italians voted to become a republic and Umberto fled and lived in exile in Portugal. And there was recently a highly entertaining article in the New York Times about the pretenders to the Italian throne who were descended from Umberto. So if you have a chance, go check that out. But it was Italy. Well, that's the end of the game. So Mason, what's the final score? All right, so before I get the score, uh, to clarify, uh, believe it or not, Bud's, Bud Selig still alive. Oh, okay, good for him. Yeah, he's uh, 87. There you go. Pretty easy to calculate final score considering neither contestant got any points in the fourth round so amanda maintained her lead 185 140 so amanda is our winner well amanda you have won do you have anything that you would like to say um thank you for a great time and thank you emma for always being a good friend that's very nice well that's our show for this week folks Thank you, Amanda and Emma, for being on the show today, as well as Mason Cook for being our guest scorekeeper and also for composing the music. And today's questions were written by Sophie Wolbert, Lucas Hauser, Matthew Hauser, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea and feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.